Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and life on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or damn right stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. You are with myself, Chris J. Bradshaw, and Josh Summers. China Jedi Show, we begin another one today. Josh, looking good. What's up there, Chris? Hey, everybody listening, it's good to have you guys here again. Yes, it is, and... uh, uh, I've been hearing that our podcast can um, go a little bit too long. Apparently, you talk too much. So I'm just going to say straight away today, what's the teaser? Because people are busy. Give it to us. Absolutely. Well, today we've got uh, a piece of software that uh, is pretty much essential for any person or expat that's going to be spending time in China. And uh, and if you know if you know anything about China, you know you might know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's something that everybody uses, and we're going to be giving one away at the end of this episode. Wow, that was sounding really interesting until you said it's something that everybody uses, which means everyone has it already. Or everybody will need to have it. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, uh, yeah, got to speak the proper English, haven't we? Especially if you. <laughs> um, right. Uh, let's get into a uh, quote of inspiration because, boy, do I need one. Here we go. May the games begin. <laughs> Poor is a state of mind. Broke is... I'm just passing through. Poor is a state of mind. Broke is, I'm just passing through. Dave Ramsey, American radio show host and businessman. Yes, I I have read some of his books. He's (laughs) definitely a popular finance guy out here. That's for sure. So, So do you consider yourself poor or broke? Well, first of all, this quote, it seems like it can't be Ramsey's. I've heard this in many formats, this type of what the, really? what it's meaning to. Um, I'm just definitely broke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm broke. I, was, I, I remember last episode, I was clearly broke. I couldn't get in my words out. But, um, you know, <laughs> you can fix yeah. yourself, can't you? I'm sure there's a way. Although I'm not going to be lending you that couple hundred dollars you asked for, just so you know. Because <laughs> if, it, start... if it's anything... If it's anything like the last episode, you're going to go out and spend it on booze because you came in drunk last time, buddy. You were way yeah. off your rocker. You are really rising the ante today, aren't you? You're, you're taking on the China Jedi. Um, <laughs> and, and I have to say, this quote to me um, pours out is that really how we, how we perceive things to be. 
um, leads us into what we attract. And if you're going around, oh, so many people, it does my head in. Oh, I've got no money. Oh, I've got to pay this bill. Oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. Well, yes, that is the current situation. But if you constantly keep yourself in that mindset, then how on earth is anything going to change? And I, I really feel that the mind and how we think and feel is so powerful to how it connects with our 3D physical world. So for me, this poor as a state of mind, broke as I'm just passing through, for all those people out there who are having hard times financially, it is a situation where you're broken. You are, it's, a, a tra- it's a momentary situation. It can change. It will change. Um, but you think you're poor, then it's always going to be the same because it is literally that fixed mindset. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think that money is a mindset. And I mean, even, even the way that you enter China is a mindset and, and how you, how you set yourself up is the way is kind of a direction. It's like setting the, the, the steering wheel or, or the, you know, the, however you ship, you know, in the certain direction and that's where you're going to head. Yeah. And, you know, I reckon, uh, there's a lot of rich people out there, um, I'm sure, probably listening to our podcast right now. Um, and uh, I can say to a lot of you, uh, you probably are very poor in many realms of your life uh, other than money. Um, so it's, uh, it's something to uh, think about there. Ramsey, you're really coming out with something quite interesting. The more I think about this uh, quote, Josh, we really could delve into it more and more. But I'm being told that that's what we shouldn't be doing in our podcast. And we should be moving on <laughs> to Dway Badway. Cause this is just the way it's meant to be This is just the way it's meant to be This is just the way It's pretty dismal at the moment what's going on with this part of the show I don't seem to be getting any uh, well, I, I think you're just feeling inadequate because I'm just like wiping you Wiping the ground with your mess <laughs> By the way, I'm uh, saying <laughs> I, Well yeah, well, nothing unusual there, Summers. Uh, what I was going to say is I didn't listeners come in drunk uh, last week. Um, that was a, a joke from over the seas and uh, just to make himself feel bigger than he actually is. Uh, oh, so absolutely not. I, especially in the mornings, I tend to not tend to go for the alcoholic beverage. Um, I tend to leave that tipple to maybe a weekend thing. I can have a few now. You know, Josh, as I get older, the more I have, it's terrible when the kids are up at six. I just can't get through the day. So oh, I know. Funny how the environment shapes you. Uh, okay. Dway Badway, a hot pot restaurant in Jinan, okay, a place in China up north, offers discounts to female patrons who wear mini skirts. To qualify for a 20% discount, the measurement between knee and skirt must be at least eight centimeters. But those measuring 33 centimeters or more can enjoy a 90% discount. Waiting staff perform the measurements in full view in the restaurant. Um, do you need me to go over that again, or did you get that? Because the last way way we had, I think we were completely perplexed by. No, no, I think that makes perfect sense. I just have one question, Chris, because you were very clear, or at least the, the researchers were very clear to write out patrons without any sort of gender identification. So does that work for anybody? And Chris, because I'd love to get, you know, to see you uh, in a miniskirt just to get a 90% discount. I tell you what, what you think, I think you are trying to say is you need some clarification. No, I'm thinking that uh, I think you'd look good with your legs. (laughs) Yes, I need clarification. (laughs) 
Well, as you've already been told, Mr. Summers, we don't have clarification on this podcast show. Right. Okay. okay. So that just seems completely crazy. Uh, I mean, if you did that in England, I think you'd be shut down, wouldn't you? And what about in America if you measured the... Lawsuits coming out the wazoo, definitely. So it goes to show over a large space of water, things can really change, can't it? <laughs> well, we'll see if it's true or not. We, we don't know yet. It's, it's do it, boudoue. You don't know if it's true. No, I, I tell you, though, it wouldn't surprise me. Nah. Yeah, 20%... Is, I mean, measuring 33 centimeters or more um, can get a 90% discount. Um, wow, that's, uh, that's a, a long... There's a lot of skin there. A lot of skin. Okie dokie, moving on. Uh, <laughs> how apt. China version tip of the week. Believe me when I wanted to see you. The China version tip of the week. Now, you may be thinking as you're heading into China, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. I'm going to be going to China and I'm going to get all these knockoff shirts and knockoff watches and heck i'm even getting you know like a, a really cheap iphone while i'm in china i've I've actually heard people say this josh i think some people after listening to the dway bidway if they're coming to china might be going to jinan and having a hot pot in a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> but yeah absolutely okay. There, there, there's been a, this spike in searches about where in the world is Jinan anyway, you know, because <laughs> I don't even know where that is. Yeah, we're um, putting on the map. Yeah. Yes. So I've I remember, this, yeah, I remember going into Beijing. There's this place called the Silk Road Market. Have you heard of that place before? Yeah, I think I've been to it. Yeah. And it's changed a lot since the days when I first went in there, because when I first went in there, it was just a, this is before China had joined the WTO, the World Trade Organization. And so, you know, counterfeits were just everywhere. And, and they, they knew it. Everybody in there knew that these were not real items, you know, that they were not authentic items, that people that were, you know, that's us tourists that were going in there, the sellers. And so the idea was that you could get a much better deal. And if you were great at bargaining, maybe you could get a so-so deal. But here's the tip, all right? Not all, not all knockoffs are great buys in China. And I might even say that most, if not all, knockoffs in China are not worth buying. They're not worth spending your money on. Yeah. Uh, that market, by the way, is that the one where you go in? It's got loads of floors and there's uh, they're not like booths, but lots of sections, you know, so a, a person selling will have a, you know, a three walls around them and you can yeah. go in and then. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the one. Yeah. So cheap, especially in the old days. Yeah, it, it's just a great experience. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't been to Beijing for a few years, but um, I'm sure there's a lot less knockoffs. You're absolutely right. They've, they've really clamped down. But yeah, let's be honest. I'm sorry to say it goes back to the old adage. You get what you pay for in most instances. Um, and uh, I've bought when I first came for presents. You know, you would buy you could buy uh, Louis Vuitton bags. I remember buying mm. those uh, in the in the underground markets here and uh, yeah. Rolex watches and things like that. And of course, they look great, but don't expect them to last. That's all I will say. Yeah. And it, this is especially true. Do not waste your money on anything that is electronics, because oh, yes. whether it's a camera or a phone, yeah. 
Um, if, if you buy it, I can guarantee you, you're not going to have any sort of warranty on it that you would normally yeah. get if you bought it in your home country. And more than likely, it's not going to be, I mean, I've seen, I've seen the craziest looking, uh, watch replica, like Apple watch replicas that are just, it's the worst thing. I mean, you, you would not want to spend your money on that. Yeah. They've just got like one tiddly little circuit and maybe an led light in it. And the minute you start playing with the buttons, it starts smoking or it just stops. Yeah, absolutely not. Electronics, just take them away. Unless you're doing like, I don't know, you're a, <clears throat> you work on a stage set and you need some props. I don't there know. And then, and then I Something think it cheap. Would, would work there. So maybe that's why they're still around. I don't know if there's a, a, a want for that kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. Great one. Not all knockoffs are great buys in China. Wonderful, Josh. Um, let's get into uh, Ting Badong topic time. Yeehaw. Ting Badong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you'll be listening to the wrong song. Well, shoot, it sounds like we're going all Texan today. So we're going to do the <laughs> Ting Badong topic time as a Texan, <laughs> all right? There we go. Thought you'd like that. Okay, off you go. <laughs> Calm yourself so, down. Yeah, I mean, uh, for those people that are thinking, oh, man, so now I can't get like a cheap knockoff. They're telling me I can't do that. How like there are other ways that you can, you know, save money so that you can buy something nicer because there are good things to buy here. I'm not saying don't buy anything. It's just mm. don't expect to buy a Nike shirt and for it to be any good. So what are some creative ways that we can travel China on a budget? Because as Chris, you have pointed out so often that the the brand that i represent right now travel china cheaper seems cheap to indicate yet yeah. yeah, cheap and dirty seems to indicate that that cheap is is an important aspect of uh, of travel to me cheap dirty and frugal that should be a <laughs> strap line yeah there you go there you go all right so i've got five for you and then chris if you want to add any more i welcome your input um, so let's, we'll start with one that's, that's pretty simple. Uh, and it makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, if you want to save money in China, you need to limit your time in the big cities. I'm talking about Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong. These are, it doesn't matter if you're even an expat who is living in these cities and making six figure dollars. Mm -hmm. It is an expensive city to live in. And the longer that you travel around in these cities and stay in the hotels and eat the food, the more it's going to eat into your budget. Mm -hmm. yeah again if you are if you do want to <laughs> if you do want to travel these cities cheaply like mr summers um frequently does then i guess there are different ways that you can stay in these more expensive places uh you can be a dorm you know accommodation for dorm you could be eating the 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 local stuff on the streets um and and keeping your costs down i mean you can do it uh mm -hmm. you can do it but i ask you you know what's you know surely get out to the real china and and uh you know go to nature and see what it's really all about you know because what's a city city's a city at the end of the day although you know a lot of cities have some great charms uh, but that is a good point josh so yeah stay away from the big cities if you want to save your money wonderful absolutely um and then number two which you've kind of just already um taken stolen my thunder a little oh, bit yeah, but, but is to stay in a hostel instead of a hotel and china has tons of hostels great hostels very comfortable hostels, um, which he, he mentioned as dorms. They're, they're basically places where you can rent out a bed in a room that has, you know, let's say eight to 10 bunk beds and share a bathroom. And as long as you're okay with that, you can save a lot of money going from a hostel, going to a hostel instead of a hotel. Oh, you can't beat sharing a bathroom, can you? 
Yeah. You really can't. I mean, yeah, taking a taking a. It reminds me of going back into high school, you know, where you'd have to take the the. Everybody's kind of all getting dressed and and yeah. going to the restroom all in the city. Yeah, never mind. There's bad memories right there. Bad bad memories. And I mean, uh, here's a. I don't know if you do this. I'm sure you probably do. But when you go to these, you frequent these budget places, like like you said, traveling China cheaply. And you go into these shared bathrooms. Do you sometimes deposit one of your printed versions of your China travel book next to the toilet so other patrons can come and go to the loo and maybe share some insights into your book? Well, see, that would be that would be a good idea. I go a little <laughs> different route. I actually put it in the used book section and then tell people, oh, I'm a writer. You might find my book actually yeah, here. I don't know. You know? And then they yeah. go look and they're like, holy cow, it is here. You must be famous. Wonderful. Yeah. And then you get a free meal in the evening. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, you, yeah. Are, you are something else. But that's wonderful. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> so hostels. Yeah, really good. Um, I got to say, Josh, uh, in China. Discussing this the other day in in Vietnam, of course, a very different country. They have like this kind of brand called Vietnam Hostels or something. Some Australian guys started up in two thousand and four. They got them all across uh, Vietnam, and you know when you go there, there's like happy hour at this time. There's a pool table, and they've branded it quite quite nicely. There's nothing like that in China hostel wise that I've known of. That you have the seven day in the cheapish hotel, but it's not as cheap as say a hostel. But there's no brand that's really taken over China like that for the backpacker. And I think that's probably because Vietnam's a little bit more ahead in terms of that, you know, its culture and history of of, of having outsiders come in and, and stuff like that. Really, you know, China's taken a bit more time. And what yeah. would you say to that? Absolutely. I mean, what you have, what you can find is like an affiliation with hostile world, right? Okay. Or, or like with certain hosteling. Uh, associations and right. so you can you can expect a certain level of quality if you see these certain signs that that, that will be that they'll be part of this certain hosteling association but other than that you're exactly right there's not a brand that you can count on and know oh i'm gonna go to this city if i can just find this brand i'll be happy and i'll know exactly what i'm getting yeah and i mean i'm i don't want listeners to think that i'm a pro mcdonald's and starbucks and all these bloody places that are everywhere in the world just making our world exactly the same i, I think it's nice to have these different things um that's my pro brexitness uh anyway um <laughs> moving on uh josh uh, how much is a hostel uh kind of uh what are we talking here for us because you know looking at the big hotels looking 600 rmb 1000 1500 rmb hostels yeah. we're looking it can be it depends on the size of the city so i've yeah. stayed at hostels where a bed is literally 30 yuan a night which is translated at the time it translated to about five dollars us dollars a night and that's just a bed um all the way you mean some hot most hostels have private rooms yes. so it's not like you can't you can't get a little bit of privacy and so that's anywhere between you know 80 to 150 uh, i've paid there are some especially in the bigger cities like hong kong or beijing or shanghai that you can pay upwards of 200 but again, that's a fraction of the hotel cost. And so it's it really is a good deal and worth looking towards. Okay, super stuff. All right, let's go ahead and move on. We're number three. I say skip the plane and take the train. Um, and, and really what people sorry, think of sorry, when they... Sorry, 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 sorry. Go right back here. Can we roll <laughs> that again? Go on, here we go. Number three. Number three, skip the plane, take a train. Did I say it wrong? One more time, one more time. Skip the plane, take the train. Trademark, ding. You got it. That's what you got to use. You got to use that one. 
I hope that's yours. Is that yours? Because if it is, yeah. that is gold dust. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. I feel so, you know, uh, I, yeah, I feel so good inside. It's like happy butterflies inside me right now. Forget the plane and take the train. Yeah, skip the Look plane. That. Take a oh, train. skip the plane. Yeah. Okay, skip wonderful. Great. Yeah, go on. Uh, you, know, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, they hear train, and especially with the size of China, they think, oh, it's going to take forever on a train. And sometimes that's the case. But you, I mean, if you understood just how much China's high-speed train system has been built out in the past five, just five years, you would be floored. And, and so you yeah. can take and, uh, you know, essentially what sometimes it can be even faster than an airplane if you consider the, the time it takes to get through airport security nowadays. But for, you know, for example, you can go from Beijing to Shanghai and you could fly between those two cities uh, or you could take a high speed train overnight. And so not only are you saving just a little bit of money, it's usually cheaper to take the train than it is the airplane, but then you're not even having to pay for a hotel that night. So it's a double whammy and, and you're saving twice that money. And it's, and it's so much fun to take the train in my opinion. I, I don't know if you'd agree with that or not. I would take a train over a plane any day of the week. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm here to be on the ground. That's what my feet are for. I don't have wings. So if, if there's any time I can, I remember when I lived in Japan, Josh, I, I came back, I went overland from Japan to England, it took me 15 days. And I took the, I went to Beijing and I took the trans Mongolian all the way to Moscow, Moscow through Belarus, I think Poland, Belarus into Belgium, took the, the train back to, uh, to London. Uh, that was a wonderful trip. But now I'm also harking back to the days when I was in India um god sorry to go on but the train journeys in india are incredible um but the trains here in china are very different they're very modern uh and you're going to get a different experience it's not like you can hang out the window um and really smell the air and stuff like that like you can in india um <laughs> it, where you know this is a this is a different experience but even on that note you're right um i think it's a better way you clearly see a lot more of the land and geography uh, it's very comfortable um, just like a plane can be, but you can walk around and stuff. But I have to say the price wise, because there's a, uh, a train now, a high speed train from Guangzhou to Beijing, mm. you can do in eight hours, which is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. But it's more expensive than the plane. And I, and I think this is the scenario at the moment uh, that the planes are seemingly cheaper. I do have to say in some respects than the train. So that, that does make it a little bit kind of, I've, you know, because people do think with their wallets like yeah. you do in travel yeah. China cheaper. Mm. Absolutely. So, I mean, the end result is yes, you should look for both, but I feel like if you can knock out a night, if you can do an overnight train, then it's almost always going to come out better for you. All right, let's go ahead and move on. I'm going to go to number four here. Avoid bank fees or any sort of fees, especially when you're dealing with your cash. And this is one that's easy to do, but I've heard, I've seen a lot of people trying to just get taken advantage of here. So one of the things I say is don't necessarily exchange your money at the airport unless you have to, because you're going to get the worst exchange rate at the airport. And then you know, don't get cash in an ATM machine. This is specifically for Americans, but I know this is around the world now becoming more and more. Don't use your credit card. Use a debit card because credit cards are going to give you a, like you're going to get a high fee for doing that. Um, but the reason why some people do that is because they forget their 
their debit card pin. And in China, you have to have that debit card pin. So again, try not to exchange money at the airport. Wait until you get to your hotel or to a bank where you can do that. Or my favorite is just pull from an ATM using your debit card. You're going to get a decent exchange rate. You're going to get yeah. the bank exchange rate. Um, your bank might take a little bit of money off the top end, but but that's a good way to make sure that you're not wasting money by paying fees to a bank. Yeah, uh, uh, going on my what I would do when I go to different countries is quite. The, I think it's generally this should be the same strategy. Whatever country you go to, take a bit of the local currency with you, so you can yep. get to your first destination. You don't. I'm telling you, if you're having to use those airport travel exchanges, they rip you to pieces, don't they? They really do. It's it's just crazy. Um, so so skip those, and then when you need cash on the ground, exactly like you said, use an ATM that is in a bank, be very careful where you are, make sure it is an actual bank because there's a lot of fraud around those and you will need your pin. Uh, But the only problem with those is, Josh, you can only take out about 200 pounds worth, so about 2,000 something RMB in China. So every time, you know, if you need a lot, you'll have to go back and go back. And of course, every time you do it, there is an exchange fee and a transaction fee. It's not huge, but it does pile up. So I would say take some cash with you a little bit, kind of like to get you through, I would say, the first week if you ask me and then go off cash points uh yeah what do you think about that yeah absolutely one of the one of the things that we've done because what you're talking about that limit on the cash withdrawals is Mm. actually enforced on your home bank side that's not enforced on the china side because i could go in and and do it many times on the china side that that bank doesn't care so what's worked for us is it's actually based on um it can be based on the card so if my wife and i both have a card on the debit card on the same account I can pull 200 pounds worth or $200 worth, and then my wife can do the same on the same account. Um, but I mean, either way, I agree with you. You want to have a little bit of cash that can get you through, but trying to find a better way to get an exchange rate than at the airport kiosk. Uh, the other solution out the box, of course, is to bring your bitcoins, your digital <laughs> currency, and uh, try and see how that goes. I mean, hopefully, uh, we're in 2019 now. If someone's listening to this in 2029, you'll be able to freely use um, multiple cryptocurrencies. But we'll, we'll we'll see if the system allows, hopefully. Right, moving yep. on. All right, the very last one, and I'm going to just fly through this one because this one's pretty explanatory, self-explanatory, is do what a lot of people do and just teach English for a little while. Like you don't even have to do a full year. Ah. Some schools will allow you to do just a couple months or six months. Um, so they'll pay you uh, and you'll get accommodation. You'll get to know the Chinese culture a little better. And that is a really easy and cheap way to be able to travel on a budget in China or anywhere in the world for that matter, but especially China. Yeah, one thing that come, came to mind, great great things there, Josh, um, to check out is uh, I had a, a guy, a, a good friend called Tom. He moved to Chengdu uh, from England to study uh, Chinese at the university. Mm-hmm. I think you can pick up some pretty good low-cost uh, university language courses where you immerse in the language for a certain period of time and you get time to go and travel and stuff as well with the added benefit, of course, of having the language. So that's uh, certainly another thing that came to mind. I think you've kind of said most things here the other thing of course is to get yourself a um a girlfriend or a boyfriend or find a rich husband or wife and um and then your opportunities really open up don't you i mean but i'm sure there's always something you got to pay back to (laughs) are you are you speaking from experience here chris that's what i'm curious to know no i'm just speaking to the wonderful wide web of people's experiences you read about you know there's 
Where there's a will, there's a way, hey? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on then to uh, learn a bit of Chinese, which, of course, is always handy for people in China or going to China. Jingle, jangle, jongwen. Take it away, Mr. Summers. Oh, we chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, me. We chat, waiting, we chat, waiting, come to my party. Jingle, jangle, jongwen. You know, up to this point, we've been doing a lot of phrases, but I think today we're going we're gonna to focus on a concept. And this is a very important concept if you're going to be doing any shopping around China, because the way that they display discounts is entirely different and it's counterintuitive to the way that most of us would think about it. You know as what I'm talking about? Things, as many things are when you come to live in China, uh, again, no right or wrong, but things do seem to be flipped. Exactly. All right. So let's say you're going into a store uh, and they're trying to sell you on uh, on the latest gift or the latest thing that you can buy. The way that they're going to show it on a sign is they're going to have, let's say, an eight and a character that's called Jia. Um, and it, and it's, it's just, it'll just be an eight and a ja. And so if you were looking at that for the first time, like what would you naturally think that that means in terms of discount? So it's just eight, yeah? You only see the number eight. Yes. Well, normally, of course, in England, it would be eight zero. That's, sure. what, I, that's what I would think. So if it's just eight, then I would say straight away, I'd actually just say 8% off. But actually, yeah. if, you, if you understand that it's actually zero, then it's 80%, then it's 80% off, which is a great discount, yeah? Yeah. And you've brought up two really good points. And that is that, first of all, China, usually when they're dealing with discounts, they only give you one uh, digit instead of two. And and if there's Makes a perfect eight, sense. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's an 8.5, really, it would be like 85, like what we would think of as 85. Yes. Um, but and I'm I'm leading. I know that Chris already knows this, so I'm not treating you like you don't know this. Chris already knows this. Anybody who's spent a long time in China knows this. But but what they're actually doing is they're telling you what you will have to pay, not the percentage that you get off. So they look at it reverse. We always think, oh, you get 20% off. Oh, we get 30% off. And China looks at it and says, oh, we're only paying 80% of the full price. Oh, I only have to pay 60% of the full price. So if you see a sign that says Baja, Baja, which is the eight and then that character, that actually means that you're only going to be getting 20% off because it's saying you only have to pay 80% of the full price. Did, did yeah. I explain that okay, or do you, would yeah, you no, want to try I, it again? No, I got that. I mean, I think the the um, the hands of the character, Jir, it's second tone, right? Jir? Yes, sorry. Uh, that that is basically means discount. So um, if you see 8 Jir, then it is not 80% off. It is 20% off. So listeners, if you're out there and you see a sign saying 1 Jir, E Jir, then you're really in for something good because that means it's 90% off. off. Exactly right. And so, and then, yeah. And likewise, if you see a a decimal point, so let's say it's Mm 6.5, that means you're getting 35% off. off, Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it took me a little while. Like it, it takes a moment to adjust your brain. It's almost like driving on the left side of the road instead of the right. Crazy people that do that. Um, You just have to adjust and then you'll get used to it after a little while. I tell you, funny, I, I was, when I was in America that time and I rented a car, I, and I've done it in multiple places, you forget what side of the road to drive on. 
even to the point where you don't think about it because you're so used to just unconsciously opening the car and getting into it, whether, regardless of the side the wheel's on. And you drive <laughs> off and suddenly you hear a beep. And you know, what's this crazy person doing? And you're on the wrong side of the road. Brilliant. Okay, sidewinder off that, off yep. the issue there. Um, okay, so yeah, that is a, a bit of a trippy one, actually, the Chinese discount system, listeners. But it is true. They do do it the other way. And that is just the way it is. Um, and, and yeah, the fact that they don't put zeros as well is quite, yeah. But again, Chinese is such a, a fast food language. Like take Pu Tonghua, I think it probably is the most effective, efficient language in terms of getting your meaning across quickly. So if yes. we take that as a potential truth, then look at how they do the numbers. That makes also perfect sense as well. It's not 80, it's eight. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, exactly right. And I'm sure I know that Chris, you're going to be putting this character in the show notes. So if you're if you're wanting to know what this Joe looks like, because more likely, more often than not, they're not going to be telling you that it's Baja, although maybe they will. More than likely, they'll just take out a calculator and show you how much you'd have to pay. But if you're seeing a sign, I want you to be familiar with that that Joe character because that's something you're going to see often. That Baja or that Chija, the seventy, that thirty percent off or the twenty percent off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, good point. And another good point is apparently we won't be putting the Hansa in the show notes um, because <laughs> apparently <laughs> I just don't I, listen to a thing I say. No, no. Funny, because we never get clarification, but I've just been clarified here that we don't because apparently that goes into the Facebook page where we go into more detail about what the show's about and, and we put the, the Chinese down and, and things like that. So on the show notes on the website, I think it's... Um, quite you know direct we don't want to take people's time up too much um sure. maybe not read any of our show notes mr summers dearie i dearie thought i me. had oh, i can't believe not. this well okay let's get into dway but dway then um yeah keep your mini skirts on because this is just the way it's gonna be this is just the way it's gonna be this is just the way right here we go then a hot pot restaurant in jinan offers discounts to female patrons who wear mini skirts. Female patrons who wear mini skirts. <laughs> Thank you. To qualify for a 20% discount, the measurement between knee and skirt must be at least 8 centimeters. But those measuring 33 centimeters or more, I mean, where they come up with the 33, can enjoy a 90% discount. We've got freeze lucky in China, isn't it, the number three? Yeah, okay. I get it. Waiting staff perform the measurements in full view in the restaurant. That's a good job, isn't it? <laughs> uh, measuring skirt sizes. What do you think about this, Josh? Uh, you know, it's like we said before. If this were to be America or the UK, there would be lawsuits and there would be people up in arms and, <laughs> and protesting in front of the, the restaurant. In China, I can see it actually being a marketing ploy that would draw people to the restaurant. Oh, come on. Yeah. Oh, come on yourself. I, I mean, what you would have is you would have people on WeChat that would be that would be debating about whether this but it wouldn't actually like there's not like this tort style like it's just not a, it, it's not part of the Chinese culture to go and sue a restaurant. So it'd just be a big debate. But I mean, do you think Chinese people, you know, we alluded to a lot of them very humble, uh, kind of, do you think a lot of them would take them up on this for a discount? Because everyone likes a good discount, no, no, no more so than yourself. Um, you know, <laughs> could you see, could you see Chinese people doing that, actually going in, wearing something shorter to get some discount? I know you would, like you said earlier, if you could get away with it. 
No, I was talking about you wearing the miniskirt, Chris. I don't think you caught that. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that it would cause some person who wouldn't normally do that to wear the miniskirt. No. But, you know, Western culture, especially anything coming from Korea, is really popular in terms of the, the fashion style. And so miniskirts, they're everywhere now. Okay, so what about this then, listeners? Josh Dwebedway on this ridiculous promotion offer from a parent hot pot restaurant in Jinan. Here we go. What do you think? <laughs> I think you're you're a little frustrated with my uh, <laughs> with my um, portrayal of of what I think is, but I, I think I'm going to go with Dway. Like, I think I think it is entirely within reason that a restaurant like that existed or still exists. Oh, cripes alive, right? I, I, I just can't believe this is allowed. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm so conservative um, in taste, but I, I just, I think this is, you know, if they're going to offer a female patron a discount, they should offer it for a man as well. That's, that's, that's all the way I see it. I just, yeah, but like yeah you said, see, but, but, but there are bars, not that I'm experienced in this, I don't go to bars that much, but there are bars here in the US where it's like, if you're a woman, you can get in for free. If you're a man, there's a cover charge. Oh, I totally so, agree. There's there's happy hours, women's cocktail hours at certain sure. places in this city. And I often say, um, you know, I, w- what about the men? Why can't we come and have a cocktail hour? <laughs> and, and how do they respond when you say that, Chris? <laughs> I think I don't know one of the one of the things is people I think men are quite good at drinking enough uh, beer and cocktails without having promotions to get them to do more but there you go uh, right moving on then let's see I'm opening the envelope oh wow it's Dway. oh yeah it's just you're, you're, you're steaming forward with this uh, but I think this goes to show as well though that Clearly, you are um, quite knowledgeable about the Chinese culture and environment as you've been here for so long. So I think that's 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 good to see um, and to hear. So great stuff. There you go. Um, we don't have the official name of the restaurant, apparently, but I'm sure, as you alluded to earlier, Josh, there'll be quite a few searches from it from the um, men uh, type from our listeners, I'm sure. OK, what have we got to give away today? Hopefully not your mini skirts. Uh, Give it, give it to us. Gossip was breaking news. Rash from the Red Guest House. This week, we are giving away a one-year subscription to ExpressVPN, um, which is one of many VPN services. I'm not going to necessarily say it's better than anything else. VPNs have a hard time working in China in general just because of the censorship. But if you don't know what a VPN is, it is a piece of software for your phone, for your tablet, for your computer that allows you to access your email, Facebook, uh, BBC, or any type of, of news or things that are often censored here in China. It allows you to access it. And it is something that is pretty much essential for anybody who is an expat and highly recommended for anybody who's a traveler. Yeah, it's uh, you, uh, you can't live without it. Did I just say that? No, I just, <laughs> yeah, you can't live without it. Uh, what's the deal again, Josh? Sorry, it's, um, so it's a scr- subscription, how long? One year. Wow, so I think that's awesome. if, yeah, it's like a $99 um, fee, I think normally. So yeah, that's, I mean, even, even if you're an expat who uses a VPN, I mean, I could, that could, you know, that's a hundred dollars in your pocket where you wouldn't have to pay for an entire year. I think that's great. I'm going to have to get my son to write in a review here, I think. So he could possibly <laughs> get that. 
No, no family members of the hosts or producers or anyone connected with China oh. Jedi can apply in the giveaways, listeners. So, of course, how do you possibly get this wonderful offer? Um, it's very simple. You go to ChinaJedi.com and you click on one of our social media links or podcast portals. You write us a small review, hopefully something positive. You press the screenshot button and you send us that on an email to info at ChinaJedi.com specifying if you want that you want this particular prize uh if not you will put in be put into the generic summer draw which we'll be doing in august and we will then announce all the winners of these lovely prizes of which we've got vpns uh we've got uh your under uh, not your underpants you've got your uh, masks pollution <laughs> yes. masks we've got scritter chinese writing app subscriptions uh what else we got Just packing cubes We've got a packing cube. We've got a, script, a year subscription to a, trend, a phone translation app, which is really good. Um, and then, of course, the book that I wrote, we're giving away one yeah, of those oh, books. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that. should have said the most important thing first. Um, <laughs> and, and I think if anyone's listening now and they haven't listened to the previous pods, uh, please go back by all means because uh, there are there is some uh, information in there that is quite useful, uh, I'm I sure. Yeah, I'd hope so, too. Uh, and, and more than that, Josh, even if they listen to this and it's come out for a month or so, if it is before August, you still can get into those prizes. So please do send us that email. Write us a review. Yeah, great stuff. Absolutely. And we really do appreciate it. It helps people uh, that are looking for a good Chinese podcast to be able to find this podcast. And hopefully it can help you be able to have, you know, an extra year subscription to a VPN while you're in China. Yeah. And one other thing, thank you again, listeners, for all those that are listening now. We do appreciate it. This is, uh, you know, what we do it for. And uh, we've slid very nicely in this episode. I've got some happy researchers. We're under the 40-minute mark, which means we are proper podcast professionals. Mr. Summers, you have a good week, and uh, I'll see you soon, man. All right. You take care. This is China Jedi, people. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.